Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. There is absolutely no psychological fear when you are beyond all gods. Hey, God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. What does it matter? Our home, our nation, all the things we believe in are in great danger. Overtake, subjugate, and back to destroy another. The plane rides into the World Trade Center. Hey, welcome to Idiotic Ideologies. We're your hosts, Cindy Little and Joshua Fernandez. Boy, oh boy, today's topic, justice. I could have kept going and going and going on this one. Um, such a complex topic. And I think, well, probably all of our topics are pretty complex and, and we just kind of scratch the surface of them. But yeah. Five pages of notes later, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I got to stop. I I, I got to stop. So initial thoughts on justice. You got any? Yeah. Um, I, I just wonder how it looks, justice, how, how it moves between people on an everyday basis. And, and just for one example, you know, just when you watch the news or something like that. And- mm-hmm. You, know, you watch these things, and uh, yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> well, I just want to. I just know this one's going to be like you said, real complex. So, so trying to pick a place to to start. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm trying to just think about how do you describe looking at a word, a definition, mm-hmm. and we go back to looking at reactions. I look at the reactions in my everyday life. And so what what does justice mean? Do we see that play out pretty much on a daily basis Mm -hmm. as in our conversations, just that whole movement of that word justice and and what's all packaged in it? I think so. And and, and when people come together and talk about something like justice, I mean, how does that look? look Does it look like... Uh, somebody doing something wrong and putting them in jail and, and or you wrong me and I, I'm going to wrong you. There is some kind of movement there. Oh my gosh. Yes. I completely agree with that. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to the definition here. Two parter on what you said. Um, just kind of, does it play out in our, our daily lives? I, I think so. First of all, I, I saw something I thought this was really interesting from a study at UCLA um, that indicated that reactions to fairness, whether or not we're treated fairly, are hardwired into the brain. And that fairness is activating the same part of the brain that responds to food in rats. 
This is consistent with the notion that being treated fairly satisfies a basic need. And I thought that was really interesting that it seems that fairness and just a sense of justice seems to be hardwired into us like a basic need, like sleep or food or, or something. And I thought about that and I thought, you know, why do you think that is? What purpose does it serve? And if it's true, I think it kind of helps, I don't know, it, it keeps us civilized. I, I mean, I think of something as basic as taking turns. You know, um, when they first started putting stoplights up, when cars were first on the road, there was no green or yellow. It was, you know, just red on and off. And so there was just chaos. And so we've conditioned our society to justly, you know, fairly take turns at the stops, at the stoplights. Um, you know, traffic rules, I think, are a good example of just everyday justice. So I think if it's hardwired into us without it, I think our society would just be total chaos because there'd be no order. I, I think it speaks to we have, there's a bunch of us here, we have to find an orderly, fair way to interact with, with one another. And, and so I kind of thought about that. I thought, well, you know, maybe if that's the case, that's why, you know, it seems to be that something that's kind of hardwired into our brain, you know, is, is to, to act fairly. The definition I looked up on dictionary.com is the administering of deserved punishment or reward guided by truth, reason, justice, and fairness. Um, we hope to be just in our understanding of difficult situations. So that was kind of the the definition. But um, well, order order is great. And, and what, what I, I like to look at when we're when we're doing conversations, we, we come to the table like this, mm-hmm. and we talked about seeing it in, in our everyday life. And and you can see that. I mean, fairness is something that we all operate out of, whether you see it or not. Mm-hmm. We think something's not fair, and yeah, we move. Yep. And so when, when, when me and you talk about it, so say I'm upset about I, I was wronged by somebody. And in, in everyday life, it's like you want to put a mask on that society wants to see. You don't want to somehow be rejected by this person. So y'all, y'all speak a language that's very superficial. And so if I'm going to talk to you about, you know, the... For instance, the the shootings that just happened in the school, something real powerful, and I'm going to talk to you about it. It goes from there, looking at the this, the, the problem, the suffering. We run into the problem, or we, we we look at that next step of that process is what? What do humans do? We act on it, and then we start mm-hmm. to create things to control that. Mm-hmm. And there's a different movement there. When I try to control something... What, what takes place there? If I'm trying to control you, it, it's that's division. The process of that, that word control means I'm my person, I, you know, I'm here and I'm trying to do something to this. I'm controlling it and I'm, and I'm acting on it. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, I, I look at that too. And I mean, and that's, that's something that I think is schools. And does it ever things. solve a problem? You know, when, when we create laws, when we, uh, when we just get mad at each other, when there's a line between you're, that's a bad person, that's a good person. So what, when we try to solve a problem, what happens? Do we just create more labels? Do we create more rules? Do we see this whole movement of adding more things 
mm-hmm. to you're just piling things on top of the problem, never getting rid of the problem. That's actually what's going on because the problem is still there. The, the problem is still there. And I think the school shootings are a really excellent example of people crying out for justice um, because, yeah, let's let's look at the problem here. I mean, these innocent little kids, they didn't do anything. And these teachers, these innocent teachers, um, this person comes in and kills them very unjustly. I I would say that 99.9% of the people out there would look at this situation and go, justice must be served. And then we want to take care of that problem, which we we put on the individual. But he's not the problem. The problem is we go back to what we've just already uncovered, which everybody can see it's our idea of fairness, our ideas of, of who we are, what's going on in the society, our ideas of doing something about the way we feel. Again, going back to this, I'm going to act upon the division or the, the unfairness, the, the, the lack of order, which you've just mentioned. Well, yeah, but, but there again, and, I, and I'm going back to the, what I just said about if, if this is like wired into us, like hardwired into us, like hunger or a need for sleep or something, we look at a situation like this and we say, that person there, the shooter, he did something so egregiously wrong and so unjust he must pay. And so I, I look at situations like that where, you know, I, I call them predators among us. I mean, we have these people in our society that do bad things. Which is, that, is that everybody, though? Would, would you ever divide yourself? And oh. I want to I make somebody think about that first where... Um, no, I, I mean, you're, what you're saying is right, but, but to, in that whole movement right there, we're already saying that there's two types of people like uh, there's people that won't do that but everybody's violent i guarantee you have a line yes and then therefore what does it come down to why why does everybody have a line and that line is always attached to some or it always has roots to an idea an opinion Mm -hmm. the identity of myself just look just i just want to look at that yeah no no why you're discussing it no no that's really good no no the thing is is that yes it is attached to a, a greater idea, a greater concept, um, which is is justice. And we all, yeah, you're right. We all have a line. We all have a capability in us of doing great harm to one another. And so you have to look at that. But then you say, okay, then how else, if we don't hold some sort of idea of justice or have some sort of line somewhere where if people cross it, that they must be punished, you know, how else do we, we deal with these, these incidences of when we act bad? I, I mean, so is that, it, is that fear though? Is that, well, is that what that is? Whether it is or not. I mean, whether it's, it's out of fear, whether well, it's out of anger, whether it's out of this. this is, like is that, is that all the same thing? Cause if I'm like, angry, mm-hmm. I am scared of something or, or mm-hmm. I, I just want to look at that movement that you would call turbulence. Turbulence, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I mean, it, it's, it's not really you acting because in that moment, mm-hmm. you feel an energy, and then when you go back to a certain, you're going back between how do I want to say uh, states of mind. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're not. Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying not to lose everybody, but you, you therefore you you. You're mm-hmm. just seeing that you're a bunch of different things, and, and then you, you never kind of go into solving that problem, which is, which is the, the bigger, which is what makes me no different than you. 
No, you, and, you, you just don't care about showing your, your violent side or mm-hmm. what people think. But uh, what, what does that word violent even mean? Because I guess violence is injustice where we would have to look at that too. Violence, to, to just have an idea or concept that was just hurting somebody physically. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that all violence is? Is, that, is it limited to that? And if it is, can we go past it and try to find out what else is going on that hurts people psychologically? Oh, yeah. If you don't want to call it violence, maybe we, but we, we would go beyond it. No, I think violence is the right term for it. And and I think you and I are kind of looking at the same thing, uh, you know, as usual, a little bit differently from a different perspective. Um, but I'm I'm kind of looking at it, and I think we're, at least on my, my side of things, is where I see the justice is, you know, you're, it seems to me what you're saying is, what's at the root of this? You know, what is at the root of this violence? Is it fear? Is it lack of control? Because then there's never justice. You, you're never... No, no, there isn't. I mean, and, and and you're right. You're right. As a society, we need to get at the root. I want justice against that. Yeah, the root. these things. I don't want to make, I want to make sure that I look at that. Right, right. Because um, it isn't all of us. You're a human being. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're a human being. But you know what? We're going to do, on, and on, from the kind of the side I'm looking at it, I'm kind of looking at it from the other side, and I'm saying, nonetheless, nonetheless, these terrible things, we do terrible things. So while we're figuring this out and trying to get to the root of it, people are still doing terrible things. People are still walking into schools and shooting children. So in the meantime, what do we do about that? I mean, do they deserve to be put in jail? Do they deserve to be punished? Do they deserve the death penalty? Do they, um, you know, what is, what is justice in that situation? How can we act justly? with that person who decides to do something violent. And you're right. You're right. It can be any of us. We can go out and we can do something terrible. In fact, you know what? All of us at some time or another do really awful things to people that we care about and people we don't care about. So where is the justice in that behavior? How is that behavior um, addressed justly. All right. Well, 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 say we're taking a walk and and we're trying to, you know, navigate justice. Maybe we come to a point where, okay, that, that seems, um, a really tedious task to unfold all that stuff. So how about we go and look at it another way as a human being? What do you say about another human being's life? Do, do we, do we value it? Do we actually value life? I mean, is that in, as me as a human being, do I, Can I honestly say I value life? And that's the fact of it. I value life and then you explain it, but that's not valuing life because within that you have all of your, your divisions. I picked this life over this life. Right. Animal life, plant life, whatever life, 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 life. You just see. I just would we'll just show you how it becomes. Uh, it's that that's analyzing. Now, now I've broken. I've said a fact, and instead of sticking with the fact, I'm going to go through and analyze it with you and show you all these different justified ways that make no sense to, from what the fact you just told me. It, it's it's something that I can't look at you with. You 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 said the fact. I value life. Mm-hmm. Then why is there all these uh, different rules to it? Well, that's a really good question. Then you don't value life. So can we go deeper into it and start figuring out 
Why you don't? More about human beings. What's going on here? Why, why, why do you just, do you just value your family's life at the heart of it? You feel, you don't, because you, since you've already created this world where you go off of feelings, this is the way you feel about your family. So you do say you value life, but you value your family's life in a different way. Mm-hmm. Then it's not value. Stop. And we're just, we're no. just, we're, we're right. When we, when we talk to each other as human beings out in the public eye, we don't want to, I guess you would call this real vulnerability. Let's, don't just talk to me and uh, let me hear all your anger. Let's find the right time and space, but let's let's look at it intelligently. Are you going to have the energy to, at the heart of it, what I want to say is remove the suffering about what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. I mean, that's something that we have to, to address. But there again, maybe, maybe for lack of a better word, um, we still make mistakes. We still do these violent acts, okay? We still do these terrible things against one another. So how should that be handled? Then we look at it, then we can go another way. And I can ask you, as a human being, with all your knowledge, you know, and, and everything going on inside of you, do you accept that if I gave you a choice or, or if you saw a different way of doing something, would you want to stay limited? Do you want to limit yourself? Do, do I want to be stuck? Do I want to reach a point where I, I can't explain anymore and I just say, I make up something where that's just human nature, that's God's will, mm-hmm. and so on? Or do we choose to go beyond it? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's limited and then I'm going to choose to be limited. I'm going to choose to stick with my feelings. I'm going to choose to say this means love. I'm going to choose to have say that this love's different. I value, but there's different types of value. You're creating, it's almost like math. You're just creating problems to solve problems. It's a, it's a whole made-up structure anyways from human beings. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah. see, you see it. <laughs> well, no. and, and no. So do I want to go beyond or do I, do I want to say, man, fuck that. I don't want to limit myself because then I'm limiting my relationships. I'm, I say I love my kids. I'm limiting that. I'm limiting my opportunities. I limit, I, I limit how easy life can be. I put effort. I, and then I choose that. I say I'm stuck with that. That's the way it is, Josh. Go beyond it. Is, is, are you telling me it's impossible to go beyond it? Do you even know what that means? Do you even look at it? Do you, have you even given it a chance? Do you give it time to understand it? Yeah, and then look at it and go beyond it. How? Why would you not want to? I mean, that's what religion is probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. set up to go beyond something, and you still don't go beyond it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's no. still suffering with the same bullshit. Everything's on a rise now, mental health and all this crap. It's apparent. It, this, that's a, this is a fact. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Human beings are going crazy. Nothing's getting better. Or Everything's just changing. The hot mess is changing. You can say a couple of years ago there was rape and, and wars and this and that. Well, now there's mental health and all that stuff's still going on. There's still wars. And yeah. tell me what's. Yeah. I would love. I would love the secret. I would love the secret to. And just tell me what's this. different. Tell me why you're so hot. Why? Why people? I don't know. Just questioning yourself. I mean, tell me. Tell me why you. You do the things you do. Why you act the way you do, and, and just th- let's become something else. I think that's the start, definitely. You know, and we've talked about this. I know. I know you're getting really worked up here. <laughs> I have a lot of comments. I know. No, that's okay. <laughs> but I know we talk about yeah, this yeah. off and on throughout all of our podcasts, and that is that self reflection and questioning yourself and questioning your motives and and why you do what you do. And that's really, I think, that is where the heart of it is. Um, I. I, I ran across another, another quote here that as you were talking, that reminded me of that, at least this person is from a doctor. Um, I think this is honest. He says, 
when all is said and done, perhaps our concept of justice is nothing more than a way to legitimize our desire for revenge. Perhaps It's the same word. Yeah, perhaps we attach to justice the connotations of right and good simply to make ourselves feel better about our need to balance the scales. So what? That's what we do with everything. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying that our concept of justice is very much self-interest. You know, it's it's like we want to make sure that we're on the uh, the good end of justice and and the scales are balanced in our favor. That's your life. Yeah. yeah. And and so and I thought that was that was really really good. In fact, they were also talking about something called the scope of justice. I mean, if you want to get into how ugly we are, this is this is a very ugly one. Um, and uh, the scope of justice, I got to find my thing here. Yeah, here it is. It's the mental mental classification of the extent to which justice norms apply to another social entity. Basically, we divide. Uh, people into groups and people that we see like ourselves and people that we see as different, or as these people say in this article, out groups. And we rationalize that those people, them, are outside of the scope of our justice and they don't deserve justice. They deserve to be treated however we choose to be treated, however we choose to treat them. Um, Of course, you know, the big example here is the Holocaust. Um, you know, it's it's like uh, Hitler did this masterful job of convincing that the Jews were different. They were outside the scope of justice. They deserved whatever they got. And once we move people into those categories, that kind of us and them, we behave atrociously. I mean, we have no problem killing people, torturing people, um, you know, doing really, really awful things. And this is just normal folks. I, I mean, you think, oh, how could that happen? How could anybody be that awful? And it's like, you know, and this comes back to what you you're talking about. From yes, it. it's mm-hmm. like, that's exactly what you're talking about. And you're saying, hey, no, we all know how you're not to. different from those people. You're not different from from the, the Jewish people that you have were your persecuted. Group. Yeah, you have your... um, you're not different from the Germans who who tortured and killed them. You know, we all have these these basic abilities. And I think, you know, I think the idea of self-reflection and, you know, questioning your motives, like you're saying, is correct and saying we got to figure out why in the world are we doing these things. But you also got to, to me, it's kind of, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I mean, I think even just the realization that, this is in you, this is in me, this is in all of us to to behave in this terrible, ugly, unjust way that we need to monitor ourselves and say, if I see this kind of behavior in myself, if I'm starting to look at a group of people and go, oh, them, you know, oh, you know, just fill in the blank. I think of our political system right now so divided. Those liberals, those conservatives, uh, you know, they, the, the world would be a better place without them. And I start hearing things like that. And I'm, I'm thinking you're creating that scope of justice. Don't, don't people still see that, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll go through that and then they'll catch themselves and they, they go through that process. You're, you're talking about kind of checking yourself mm-hmm. and, and, and what takes place. I mean, do you solve the problem? 
I think. Do they still keep doing that? It still keeps coming. Is it still repetitive in, in any small amount? I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. I but But we think we're dropping it and we see it. I would like to hope that there are people out there you that say, oh, actually say that. that actually do check themselves that actually do um change i i mean you have to josh you have to believe in change you have to believe that even at least some people out there are capable of genuine change um and capable well, when you, even of when you say benevolence. that change has to be totally but changed i know i know and but which is how you look at yourself, right? If, and if yes. I always have my self-identity, then nothing's changing. Yeah. Deep down, there's because the, there's no trade-off with that. And, and how do I say that in, in words? You know, it's almost coming down to, I mean, first you got to see the whole structure. And, and it's. And I, I was uh, listening to one of our podcasts the other day, maybe mm-hmm. this will help. And we were talking about, you know, train tracks and jumping different train tracks. Right. And I, I was... You know, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that analogy. <laughs> but if I could look at everything as in this life... The hunger to want to find out what human beings keep with us. So, what we keep with us? What does that mean? Keep up, keeping our consciousness. Everything that I can think of, everything that all this, everything that I know as human being, everything we can talk about. You can be on the other side of the world, and we can come together, and you might see problems differently. But at the root of it, these categories of problems exist within all, all of, of us. humans. Yes, you're right. And somehow some, some other cultures might not suffer with certain categories, but they're aware and they have an idea or a structure about what goes on mm-hmm. within that category that dissipates the suffering. You know what I mean? I right. mean, the, the, their, their, their brain has changed to it. Right. So am I going to live my life aware of that? And what kind of different learning can take place where it's, it's different? I hope somebody would see this where it's not like I have to move away from to learn anything. I just need to stay with what I can see and take in every railroad track, no matter what it looks like. I need to know about that conscious. I need to know about, uh, I mean, you're, you're, t- you're talking about math. I need to know how to divide and, and multiply and do all this stuff. Do I need to go to a teacher to see that when it comes down to human psychology? You don't, you just see it. You see the way people act. You, you see the hypocrisy in things. You see mm-hmm. the fact that mom and daddy says they, they love you. And then when you t- get to a, a place where we all do and you, and you ask them about love, you get the same answer, you know, back to the different kinds of love or there's, Whatever the answer is, you, but you're never just looking at the fact and talking about the fact so that I can move in mm-hmm. a different way according to what's actually there when I say a fact. What's actually what we're talking about now, all these facts. And, but instead of moving away to eventually, we, we always get to the same point, and you can mm-hmm. rebuttal on this. Mm-hmm. That's self-identity. It's a trade-off. It, the self-identity is full of opposites. It has ideas about equality. Who would want equality? You're damn right. Revenge is, is equal. I mean, rev- you got you got it wrong. Revenge is equality. You're doing something to me. I do something back. Now we're equal, yeah. and eye we get the eye. same answer. And you get the mm-hmm. same answer. So, do I ever go into equality? And how I'm spouting out all this bullshit? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. saw like other cultures, they look at it as curses. You're you're, you're saying you're, you know you're, you're fighting for a cause. And do you even just go into it with a friend? But that you can just tell it that takes that bravery we've went mm-hmm. over before and courage to just say we're not I'm not disagreeing or going against the culture, but I want to question it with you and do it. Luckily, fuck man, America, we can we can question it without having we to can. hide. Yeah. And that's a blessing. And you don't want you don't yeah, and then you 
You're over here crying about the wrong things, man. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us We're are. We're abusing our freedom. Then it becomes it doesn't become freedom no more. When you abuse freedom, it's not freedom. Right. And so no, I agree. Just look I at agree. it. Yeah. Just look. <laughs> just look, look yeah. at all the train tracks. I know tracks. it's not probably making sense right now. But no, just, no, no. <laughs> just just listen. Hang in there. Don't Hang limit. In there. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit. Um, and I and yeah, I think you're. you're gonna, yeah, I think justice you're is not right. there when you. Well, that's why we're going through all these different structures, because then there is no justice within that. Well, I think like a lot of the other topics that I've looked into and that we've discussed, I, I hear again, I think selfishness kind of raises its ugly head when it comes to justice. It's kind of like we want things in our favor. For example, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to die. Well, you don't want to <laughs> die, but you don't want to be. And you don't want to be without. Yeah, you don't want to be without. For example, you know, I have I have a little brother and when we were growing up, we, you know, mom would like monitor the cookies. And so, you know, she would catch me eating one cookie and she's like, hmm. Hey, I told you not to eat a cookie. You know, you're going to get punished for that. Well, I didn't like the fact that I got caught number one. And number two, you bet I was going to shift the blame onto my little brother and mm-hmm. say, I ate one cookie mom, but he ate two. So he deserves more punishment than me. Basically, I'm, you know, trying to turn justice in my favor here. It's like, yeah, I kind I did something that I wasn't supposed to do, but holy cow, he did something so much worse. So he deserves so much worse punishment than I do. So why don't you just excuse my cookie eating and why don't you really give him a big spanking because he he was the bad one. Now, when you look at it and you, you actually ask yourself, is that justice? What, what is the justice here? What, what, what you're actually doing? Because, look, you're, you're, putting, you're putting a punishment on the action of getting the cookies and you're putting more rules on the action of getting the cookies when that's not the thing. And we talked about doing without. We mean do without psych- psychologically. I don't have to go through life doing without cookies and doing without, but can I do, out, do away with what causes me to want the cookie? Can I do without mm-hmm. the cravings? Can I look at that? And, and put them aside and just getting to a point now when you look at the son and, and the mom's going to give him justice, mm-hmm. you see that no justice is going to come out of it because you're getting the same repetitive repetition of pattern of me putting rules on the actions, beating you so you don't you can't do a certain action. And I'm never looking at the psychology of it. So now we come to a place which is beautiful because, again, we don't I don't plan this out. And I love the way our conversations kind of come to an end. Mm-hmm. Is just well, so. What is actually justice? We've seen. We, we you, you see it. The, the word justice is not what it. What it is. What we think is it justice is. actually compassion now. Yeah, I oh. have the. Conf- oh, I'm so glad you went ding, ding, there. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm so glad you went there. That's such a great. Just like with prisons too, you always wonder these people are becoming more. Yeah. Re- this oh. repetition. Oh, I've got stuff on that. Yes, yes, Jeez. yes. Um. I, I, I was looking at this, um, and it's this is from the handbook oh, of... Oh, careful sorry, there. Josh right. is like... I had to scratch he's, something. He's abusing mm-hmm. the, mic. the microphone there. Um, this is from the handbook of social justice theory. It says, but a wealth of findings show that under certain circumstances, people abandon their immediate self-interest 
in order to behave in the interests of others and also suggests that one single self-interest motive may not be sufficient to explain justice-related behaviors. At least some of us, to some degree, under some circumstances, are capable of a qualitatively different form of motivation, the motivation with an ultimate goal of benefiting someone else. And so that tails right on to Krishnamurti. I always try to look Uh, and see what Krishnamurti has to say about these things because I know he's your boy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Krishnamurti's your boy. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is, and it, it touches on beautifully what you just said. And he says, justice can only be found where there's freedom and compassion. Without that freedom and compassion, which in its movement is intelligence, there's justice. Otherwise, there is no justice in the world. This is not an opinion, not a theory. When you have this feeling of great compassion, which is quite a deep question, then there is, in that compassion, there is justice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's really kind of what I came to, true justice. You defeat the devil, so to speak. I mean, that's the whole little comic I get in my head. I mean, that's that's why it's justice. You're actually going to the source, getting rid of it. It doesn't matter if I die. It doesn't matter about my legacy. What matters is that I, I find this thing within me as a human being, and, and I and I question until I go beyond it. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, and that's just it. And I think that, yes, if you really want to examine justice, then true justice is in compassion. I, I agree with Krishnamurti there. And um, I was looking at some of the synonyms you know, for, for justice, and I got equity, evenness, impartiality, reasonableness, Fair play and fair treatment. And so when I thought of equity, you know, I immediately think, well, everything has to be equal. You know, everybody gets their equal share. They do their equal work. You know, that's how things work. Balance, equity. But as I thought about it a little more, I thought, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I thought, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. That isn't necessarily equity. And that is where I thought about this concept of compassion and justice within compassion, because I thought, well, what about, you know, our society, there are people who need extra help. They need a leg up. I think of our elderly or our disabled. Um, They may need more care. They may need more financial help. I think of children. Um, They may not be able to work for it. So all things being equal, there are some people that, if we are a compassionate culture, are going to take some of those resources that we have and give them to people who may not be able to work for it. And that may not necessarily be equal, like across the board, you know, everybody gets five apples and and works five hours, you know, type thing. But I do think it's equitable. I think it's appropriate. I think it's just. So you were going to say something. I saw you're like, ah. oh no, I saw you doing that. But that, that whole thing, I mean, you, you can tell if I, if I'm want to find out what equality is, I already know any description, anything that I can think about it is bound within a past that doesn't know what equality is. I mean, for one, I want to, if you go into that, it doesn't, nothing, nothing is equal. You're going to be more clever than me. You're going to probably be raised in a certain family more than me. Um, when you go to the elderly and the, and the children and I, I look at, I question that. Why? Does that happen? That separation happen where the, the the superior, so to speak, the one that is blessed, so to speak, the automatic reaction isn't to just 
become the 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 lower to, to mix in with the lower and, and bring and bring them up. I mean, that's my responsibility. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm in, in these ways better, and I'm no. There's in some ways you just have a personality. About, uh, I don't want to say it's better or anything, but you have a personality about you too, and and, and it's just it's a conditioning now that humans are just meant to be connected. Mm-hmm. When I question that, you know, it's hard to ever solve the problem because what happens is nobody wants to take the blame and nobody wants to. <laughs> well, well, nobody wants to give oh, up yeah. their share is what it is. If, if I question like why nobody sticks with the elderly or the sick or this and that, there, there's there's going to be a, a what like a pushback because you have to take the blame. You have to take responsibility. The people that are elderly mm-hmm. and, and don't have nobody to take care of them, the fact that help. they need somebody to take care of them. Yeah. Wh- what in your past went to that? Um, so again, we, we go back to, we're trying to put the bandaid or, or so try to solve the actions of there's elderly people that, that need care, or there's ki- kids that are being abused and we're adding, we're putting in all these things and we're never just putting aside our self-identity, our self-interest, the fact that, oh, you're dishonoring me, the fact that, yo, you're, you're saying I, I'm a limited human being. You are a limited human being. You lived your whole life limited. And so therefore now you, you want to keep that limitation and, and, try to solve it and we know it's not going to ever get solved and then when i look at that then what happens i mean at least i can see why we never get nowhere with solving problems <laughs> it's, it's always the same repetition of things and it's so then what am i going to do because uh, i can't change people i can't just have this conversation with you and expect you to do something but i can say what what do i need to do i mean th- how do i make this real within myself it's apparent it's a fact you can't make it real out- outwardly but when you make it real inwardly which is just getting rid of everything you become the outwardly i mean that, that's a fact so there go there comes the radical change of how you choose to change your life i mean even a change of like some of these people which is still under the identity of ideas and stuff they want to be cats or they want to be babies and so they're changing their whole way they think about things until that's what they are you are what you put that's in it really, inwardly that's a really great yeah. example but it's still within the realm of <laughs> i want this I, i'm moving because i was psychologically scarred I'm a human and I want to be a cat. And oh. so th- it's the wanting, it's the becoming. And yeah. this is the, so the radical transformation is I get rid of all of that psychologically. Can't, well, I would ask you, is it possible? Mm-hmm. And I, I always question myself if it's possible, but I can definitely, we can definitely talk about things. And, and Yeah. Is it possible uh, to become a cat? <laughs> is it possible to become unlimited? Unlimited. Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. If you look at the, if you look at simplicity, you can see it. And and I know. And you know what, Josh? It's interesting mm-hmm. because you and I have known each other for a little while now. And if you'd have asked me that question when we first met, I'd have said no. That's impossible. But now, now since I've been talking to you for as long as I have, I'm saying, hmm, I think I need to think about this a little bit. So yes, I <laughs> think I I know I know. I'll, I'll go yep. Krish, Krishnamurti here. Mm-hmm. This is a fact. Yes. I think that we are capable of of influencing one another and we are capable of of helping one another change internally something totally different yeah and into something different so I think that is very um optimistic as far as humans are concerned and I mean I, I even saw this in in the justice thing there are there are people that are that think they're being just but they're really unjust but there are plenty of people who do act out of compassion, who do believe in this this better way, this this seeking of uh, getting rid of all Great. of this. And I just want you to da- I just stuff. want you to limit it. Don't limit it. Yeah, though. don't limit it. Yeah, I and Qu- so yeah, and and so and so, I believe that there are people out there that are doing that. Well, all of all of us have a compassion, but again, it goes back to limiting it. The mother and the compassion for a kid is fucking 
crazy. It but is. The, but then it's just limited to the kid. And now when I say that and you look at that, then then I don't know. I, I would just, I mean, I would feel like, man, I don't want to limit that. I mean, it, 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 is it compassion when it's limited at and all? That's a good, hold but on damn, to this that. feeling is great. Yeah, hold on to Why that. And I that's I a really, really good example because, yes, being a mom, yeah, you you have a kid and you fall in love with that kid. I mean, and that compassion is overwhelming. And yes, you're right. If that's what you're getting at on, on limitlessness mm-hmm. and saying, is there a way to transfer this compassion that I have for my own child to everyone? Not so much the feeling, but the, the, the right. understanding no, you no, have with yes, that kid. Yes, yes. Yeah, complete yeah. 100%. Selflessness. Selflessness for everyone. Yes. Our world would radically, radically change. Would you die for it? And if we were willing to I die would. for it, yeah. I mean, not, not from the fact that you're going to question me, does this not exist? But, you know, uh, all I can do is look at it. and Right. All I can do is look at it because, again, we, we go through, well, if you're dead, I mean, what, what can you do? But there's, there's, I'm transformed. So, I mean, if, if I die because of that transformation, because, you know, I, uh, some reason the, the so-called witch hunt begins, which will never happen, but, you know, I guarantee there is not going to be a, a all of a sudden running away or, or, or a, a, um, a hypocrisy and, and saying, well, oh, no, that, that's, that's not me. I was just putting a facade on and don't, don't kill me. But take that whole little metaphor movement of what, how that goes on in your daily life. You actually say, that's me then, tear me apart then. But right. I love you guys and yeah. I don't know why you are doing this. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even do nothing. It's just y'all's misunderstanding of the whole situation which is always the, th- the thing. Misunderstanding is always there. It is. It is. Um, and But I mean, yes, I. Th- it would be an amazing world if we could get to that point. I don't know that we can. But I also look at this whole thing of, of justice and if it's what I read earlier, that it's hardwired into us like eating or sleeping. You know, we all have to eat or sleep. You can't stop eating and not die you can't stop sleeping and not eventually go but if you're the hard if you're the culture die. it's hardwired in the culture it's not hardwired in a human being oh well they're saying in this idea of justice is hardwired in the brain it's hardwired in us we like just saw we I, need I, food or we no this this idea uh, of fairness this just, idea of i i want to be treated Fairly. Until you unravel it, right, and find out what it really is, if you ever get to that point. I mean, what happens when you actually do that and you see that it's not fair? Like, again, the, the, these whole concepts and ideas are just radically changed when you actually spend the time to mm-hmm. uh, have insight into it. Well, yeah, and I mean, yes, by all means. Everything's not what we're talking about. I mean, this microphone is the word. It's not the, the electronics, the... It's not, we just named it a microphone and then the tradition comes right. and then it's limited of how I can use it and w- what I can do with it. And then I don't know, NASA will usually do some cool stuff with it and make a better microphone, but it's still, mm-hmm. it, it's, 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 that makes total sense to somebody, right? I mean, that's a fact that the word is just not what's actually going on. You, and all we can do is describe it, which is the hardest thing we right. try to do, but I don't ever come to you as human being and say, look, I know your words are flawed and I'm here totally attentive to what you're actually trying to convey. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and I understand that. Y- yeah, your blockage, your stuckness. I want to see that. I don't want to see. Yeah. I don't want to know what you think. I don't want to know what I think. Yeah. I want to know what's actually happening. Yes, and it's that clarity, and you know, and yes, we label things, we put words on things, and and we a lot of times hide behind those words, and and use them to keep ourselves safe um, from looking at ourselves and looking at others appropriately. But I also think 
there again. Can you change when you when you when you start to have this radical transformation? Your brain changes. Your isn't that a fact that the? I th- yeah, I think so. I think there would be a radical change. But I also look at um, here again. I'm going to bring in emotions. <laughs> I mean, there's there's more to us than just labels and words, and knowledge and conditioning. There's there's our emotional side, and so I was thinking about this. In, in the etymology, I was looking up the etymology of justice, and it's the exercise of authority in vindication um, of right by assigning reward or punishment. So vindication means clearing of blame. You know, I want to be shown that I am right. Oh. And so how should we handle when we're treated unjustly or when we've been wronged? And, I mean, I thought about this. And I thought about here again, I have another little kid example. When I was little, I was I was a quiet kid. I was a good student. I never acted out in class. And so of course there would be these these little ADHD jerks that would just be acting out in class all the time, all the time, you know, being noisy, screwing around, talking back to the teacher, the whole deal, you know. We we all remember those kids. And So you're sitting there and, you know, I'm sitting there in my third grade class, second grade class, whatever. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hate being in here. I want recess. I I can hardly wait till recess. Well, because of all the kids that were naughty, the teachers would say, all right, guys, no recess. You're going to get punished. You're going to have to sit with your heads on the desks and be quiet and nobody gets recess. And I still, to this day, remember the feeling of being completely wronged. And I would get, you know, so, so angry because I'm like, I didn't do crap. I listened. I sat quietly. I didn't act up. And I'm being punished. And I mean, and this happened a lot. And so... I, I look at that, and I mean, I would sit there and just stare at the clock and just, just oh, I would just seethe. So I, I look at that, and the reason why I bring that up is it was more than just words and conditioning and the culture and, and an understanding of, yeah, you know, oh, hey, some kids acted up, you know. I, I, I couldn't let go of it. It was an emotional response. It was a visceral response. It was I was wronged. So what do you think that is? I mean, how do you think that that should be handled? I mean, it went beyond words. It went beyond rational thought. It was, I was wrong. There's only one way to handle it. Okay. But you never, we never, human beings never handle it in, in that one way. It goes back to you're seeing the punishment again. And then what do you expect? You expect rehabilitation from punishment? punished. You are unjustly So then punished. I run away from the punishment so that but I, I don't become punished. I couldn't run out of the classroom. I had to sit there and take my punishment. All I can. Unjustly. All I can do is take the shortcut to, to go again and ask why then? Why does that happen? Doubt the teacher and her methods and doubt everybody's methods about punishment and that kind of thing. And that's the one thing that goes back to looking at this same thing is justice. Finally, that whole thing, this whole movement of compassion, when you stop outwardly blaming or outwardly following what everything's going on and you finally put a mirror up and, and 
it, it, it's it's a reflection of you. The 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 what I'm looking at making different than me. All of a sudden, it transforms into a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? And what I would say to that is, do would parents ever take the blame? I mean, that that superiority within people, mom or dad, to just notice the the the, the biggest question of how kids learn. I'm I'm one years old. And you think that I'm not picking up on anything, but I see my brain is picking up on these movements. Self-preservation is already kicking in. And a, a parent or a teacher, nobody wants to say, damn, like, uh, all right, then I, from this moment forward, I see that. And I've, I've, I see how I've already, mm-hmm. I don't want to say messed up your kid, but how you've already started conditioning your kid in the brain. And, of course, you see nobody really ever seeing it differently in this way. And then, there, and then therefore, you get an engraved brain that then the self-identity is harder to... Mm-hmm put in its place or separate from or use only when you when you know to use it which psychologically it's not going to be there but i would just look at that again going back to nobody would anybody say fuck i fucked up i love my kids so much i love i love this thing so much and my whole life i thought i was doing it this way i was doing it the right way which you see again with people's studies of 20 years here something you've been committed to the idea you've been committed to the the, the way you structured your life mm-hmm. and to just say damn like that was I could have done it differently, as in, I, I, I just see that whole conditioning thing. That I, I see why things aren't changing, and, and then I see that I am to blame for that. I am that. So what do you Is do that profound? Do people actually come to that point where they're just like, man, this is all, like, my kid, like, I've, 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 I've come to this point. I've messed up. Like, I've. You messed I, up, yeah. I, I've kept hold of the self-identity so long, and it, now even now I don't even know if it's there, but am I, am I willing now to go that direction of how do I people would probably like to hear this better manage the self-identity you're not the self-identity is not you but i would say it transforms into it's not a self-identity no more it's a pool of knowledge it's it's something that's it's not me just that's all i need to know is i know that that's not me and and but yeah i mean i would just look at the problem differently do we look at the problem in that way but you know we're scared we want to punish you so that some way it puts some kind of control on you so now i don't have to worry about you hurting me or doing something to me and, and so it, there's that fear driven thing it's that on. control we're trying yeah, to control, control but we're conditioned to control we're, here's a problem mm-hmm. or you need to control it you need to figure it out you need to do mm-hmm. something with it so you solve it and you complete you make an end to it and it, nothing never ends there's just small small problems that keep popping up how do you get rid of the problem if i don't see a problem then the problem's not there which goes to the self-identity the perception i mean well, that's just as far as you can go with it right how do you get rid of it josh how, well, do, you, how do you get rid of your self-identity it's never how but i would ask you is there <laughs> is there something that can see that though? Isn't there something in your head? And if you start to describe it, it is silence. It, there's something that can say, "Hey, look at what's going on. Here's a thought. You, you did this today. You're you." But but it's not attached to. It sees the cravings. It's not the craving. You know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. sees the. I can see all this going on. I know that I'm addicted to this. I know that this. So from that thing that's observing all that, that can see, the whole. Um, conflict within you what is that i mean do you do, do you do you just you see how we, things become dull to us we never say damn there's something i can study this i can look at myself yeah. i can figure out math i can study it i can look at it now mm-hmm. the invisible visible can you do that inwardly so so back to my my awful teacher that i did not like mm-hmm. so if she was a, a, a an introspective person and she's sitting there and she's got some good kids and she's got some kids that are being naughty and she's, of course, conditioning those kids. Teachers are there. To they, separate already. Yeah, to, to condition. 
So what should she do to she be a better teacher? What should she do in this situation where she's got this classroom full of good little kids, naughty little kids, and if it's you know damaging to continue to condition them in a certain way, then what what should she do? This is the perfect um, definition for a teacher. Is you you take the label as a teacher, right? Just like, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't want to say, oh, I became a teacher to make money. <laughs> to no. say say I'm a teacher <laughs> and I and I take being a teacher seriously. I became a teacher to make kids better, right? To so how would the teacher handle that to and be make part of your society better? Then you don't focus on always teaching math. For you to learn math, what needs to take place? You need to be a better human being, right? I, I need to come in here without distractions. I need to come in here feeling like it's a safe environment. So if I I would never say there's naughty kids in this. You would never see see that in my class. I don't want to get into something that I, I know nothing about. But to say I would approach those kids with the the truth about things. Do you do, and, and not just some simple um, Sesame Street lesson about. Do you want to be treated fairly and this and that? I mean, I want to go into the home. I need to find out about you. Like, let's make this classroom an environment so that you feel like you're talking to me one-on-one, not talking to um, a, a class of kids. And then we can all have a discussion about what goes home, at, uh, what goes on at home, what goes on in the world, what goes on with these punishments. And do we think as, as a classroom right now that that's uh, working? Do we, do we see that that's, mm-hmm. you're saying two plus two equals 10. And it's like, do we see that that's not, this is not adding up? That right. everything that we're doing to each other so and so's classroom punishes their kids and say is her classroom good then i mean she still has the separation and now you know you, you jill you, you make hundreds and bobby makes 50s do you are you going to hate him do you how do you feel about him and let's have that discussion as a teacher i need you to be a, a mentally sane person so you can learn the, whatever i'm trying to teach you and if that's not there as a classroom as as your team as your these people you're around come on it's not happening yeah. No, and I, I agree. I think that, yes, making those personal connections is a really good way to do that and to talk about these things and discuss these things in the classroom. Tell one student, you're so smart. You're making the biggest grades. How do you feel? What Do you do you feel responsibility? Now I want you, I want to, uh, maybe you don't understand responsibility, so let's talk about it. Let's, let's start to engrave in your in your head just for you to see that you are, you're not better, but you have you have a, a capability to learn this thing. Now, don't don't you want to help? Mm-hmm. And and what does that look like? And don't put the idea to help because you run through all those frustrations. But let's let's face those frustrations in life, which then you begin to see. I mean, how many teachers are capable and have this energy, have this time? We're in, we're in a system that's already mm-hmm. messed up, so to speak. Like uh, it's hard to break through beyond school administrations put certain things because but because we're all coming from the idea. I can't trust you to teach kids about being a human being because you have your idea to it. You have, yeah. going back to you have your self-interest to it. You have your self-preservation of the self-identity yeah. in it. So no, we, and we, you're it, absolutely it can't flourish. Right. It's just... Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think just kind of something to piggyback onto that is, you know, I think even when I was little mm-hmm. and, and going through this unjust research deprivation, it, <laughs> it would have been nice. <laughs> My unjust <laughs> recess <laughs> deprivation. Yeah. Um it would have gone a long ways for my teacher to show for humanness and and to say, here's my reason why I'm che- I'm making this choice. Yeah, and how about learn something during that? Your and punishment is just to be quiet. This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To face the corner. Yeah, yeah. Oh my and god, so you become angry or whatever. And yeah. so yes, and so it would be nice, and and I think a truly introspective person would would be willing to do that and not not fear doing that. Not, um, not get angry at the administration not, or or not I get angry have a at the children. Or, or yeah, we can have this conversation about. You know, hey, we need order. We need quiet in the class for everyone to learn. 
Um, you know, unfortunately, we're just going to have to. And if it can't happen, we're going to stick with that and we're going to figure out why it's not happening then. Right. Until we've all, because we're human beings in this together. If one person's not getting it and we all feel like we've got it, well, shit, ain't that my responsibility to get you to get it? Yeah. I mean, not not to get my idea about something, but just the fact about something. It's always got to come down to the fact. If I tell you this is a fact that our, our, uh, you, your students are divided, right? How do you look at so-and-so and they're making less grades or so-and-so is a class clown? And, and how, right. what do, y'all th- do, you, do you psychologically get frustrated with him? And we're yeah. not going to we're going to wait until all this is like settled until I can get you kids to see it because you, you guys are smart enough and you're not going to see this out in the real world. But that's why I'm a teacher because I'm supposed to show you this. But fuck. That's yeah. not there. That's not <laughs> other cultures. It might be. I mean, you see in other cultures yeah, where it, it causes to con- some things work. Um, yeah. For example, I've seen in Japan where, of course, the, the streets are clean. Well, the kids are conditioned to, which it's just funny the way you doubt yourself. This is what I'll do. We, your, your, your car is usually full of trash, but there's no trash on the streets and there's no trash cans because everybody's conditioned to you organize it on yourself. You, you, you learn as a kid to organize your trash mm-hmm. in your backpack or something. You throw it away when you get home. But all I'm saying is that, you know, there's, there's again, the limited teacher everybody's probably some sort of has a limitation of where they're good at as a teacher but it's limited do you want to be limited now so therefore you're not a good teacher yeah yeah until they 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 learn to so they just see that that. and then say i'm not going to limit myself right if if you're gay or you're trans and all these new things coming in these pronouns fuck man it's more (laughs) it's more to the consciousness i'm going to learn it and i'm going to we're going to move together from it instead of the whole thing, you always get the rejection of the past, except in the future, and so on. These generations. It all kind of comes back it's to these repetition. root, these root concepts, these root things. We always kind of come back to these. these and it's root always been there. Ideas. There's always been gayness, or well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, y'all say it true. No, There's no, always we, been these things, and we act like it's new, or that it's somehow going to be disruptive to and ruin the right. world. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I agree. It's podcast yeah, for no. a different time, but I thought oh, this yeah. this um. And we can wrap up here, but I think this really goes to what you're talking about. This is from Baruch Spinoza. He's a Dutch philosopher. He says, peace is not an absence of war. It is a virtue, a state of mind, a disposition for benevolence, confidence, and justice. So I think if I understand what you're saying and what you say on some of the other podcasts is it's all about what's going on inside of us. It's our state of mind. Oh, of course. It's our so, state right? of being. And so if I'm not afraid of dying and you try to murder me, then what's, yeah, uh, wh- where's the suffering? I mean, that that's uh, on a very, uh, how do I want to say, you need to go into that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of giving you the, yeah, it's hard to understand that, but that's not what we want to do anyways. That's not the whole goal to talk about that. Well, would you just die? But it's to, but to talk about this, have the energy like we're doing and go into these. Mm-hmm. If I don't know what it is, then I am going to react according to the culture's way because i'm just I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm default question the culture the culture is our default most definitely definitely yeah, yeah. and i think that's a good place to stop for now thank you all right well, we're out bye-bye. thank you this has been a rogue media podcast